still makes me sick. I would I would sit at the table with Ginger. We both did at different stages and said, I don't know what to do with this. This is too much. And then finally to realize that making a vaccine that was going to kill older people, especially and 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 uh, and vulnerable people, was planned. I'm proud to share with you Tetragen, which helps you transition to a healthier, happier, and thinner you without cravings or side effects. Our metabolic hormones are the underlying problem that doom every diet and exercise program to fail. They control our metabolism, cravings, how much we eat to feel satiated, blood sugar levels, and even our energy levels. Tetragen is formulated with four clinically proven patented ingredients that help rebalance your metabolic hormones in roughly 15 to 20 days, depending on the amount of weight you want to lose. Once your metabolic hormones are rebalanced, you'll be on the path to long-term sustainable weight loss because Tetragen is the first in the world which is scientifically formulated with four clinically proven and patented active ingredients to help you reach your targeted weight in two distinct phases. Phase one, rebalance your metabolic hormones, and phase two, accelerate fat loss. The best part is that Tetragen comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what do you have to lose besides weight? Learn more with the link below. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Dr. Peter Bregan come to the program. He is he's really great. You're going to like him a lot. He has a new book out called uh, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. And his book was actually started with some of the lawsuits that were going on, crimes against humanity or what was going on in the nursing homes in New York. And he, it was the beginning of this book was what they used in court, but he has expanded upon it, has done a ton of research on what's really going on globally with COVID-19 and who the players are with Gates and um, Fauci and the Chinese and Klaus Schwab. It's so good that this holds up in court and you will, um, I mean, it's going to be, it's the beginning of the history that's gonna to be told later on what really happened in this period. And those of us journalists I know are like watching the slow motion train wreck going on where we're covering it and we're seeing it and we're just, oh my God, I can't stand that this is happening. But he's gone through and put the effort into doing the, the evidence that holds up in court. And he used to work for NIH before Fauci was there. He left right before Fauci got there. And he has been in the 90s, he was an expert witness on hundreds of cases against the pharmaceutical companies. So he saw a lot of corruption there. He talks about it, he just, it, it still took him a while to understand the evil behind this what they're doing here and the fact that it's it's actually real it's the obstacle for a lot of us the cognitive dissonance on on realizing that this was actually a planned event and that the death and withholding treatments was planned and it, the mass murder of so many people by withholding these treatments and what they're doing and the more mass murder with these vaccines so we're going to talk about all of that so before we get into this, I wanna remind you to go to my website, sign up for my newsletter, please. That's how I get to so many people and I allow you to know what, what I'm doing. I'm writing articles as well. I also have been putting up exclusives. I just put up a new exclusive I did with Dave Hodges. On, he interviewed me about weaponizing the dollar. I talk about how the dollar is being weaponized, what China 
and Russia uh, and how other players are viewing the dollar. It, it's, uh, I think it's eye-opening. I haven't talked about it much on my show. So if you go to sarahwestall.tv or Ebonier, that's an exclusive show that I've done with uh, David Hodges that I have up there. I have other exclusives that I've been putting up there lately as well and some new books. So I'm always putting up new eBooks uh, up on Ebonier too. So you can do one or the other. And it helps to support the show because as people who follow my show know, I got kicked off Patreon, I've been kicked off, I've been kicked off everywhere. So that's how I support the show, along with supporting my affiliates, which you can support by going to sarahwestall.com and look under shop. I have the best of products. I use the products that I sell and I believe in them. So the last thing before we get into this is the link for buying and purchasing the book. Go to wearetheprey.com. Now let's get into this really good conversation with Dr. Peter Bregan. Hello, Dr. Bregan. Thank you so much for joining the program. Well, I'm glad to be here. You have a very interesting program. It's uh, wonderful what you're doing. Well, you know, I've been covering this slow motion train wreck, which we're calling the pandemic, since the beginning. You know, I was probably one of the first ones to cover what was going on in China. And then I realized, one of the first ones to realize that it was a psyop and then you know I mean there's something real here but not what was going on in China with everybody it was so I was watching the slow motion train wreck and and then I had doctors on and we had all these we were I was insane at first trying to figure out what the solution was then we had multiple mm. doctors on we we're the first ones to one of the first ones to talk about hydroxychloroquine we talked about it like the same day that Fox News did because we got the Stanford report so we knew about treatments since way back then, you know, and um, we've been, I've been trying to, you know, communicate as much as I could. And then back in March, you know, with, and I saw in your book, which your book is amazing. I see it's already pre-sold like 8,000 copies. But um, when the, the nursing home deaths, you know, like my state has had 80% of their deaths coming out of nursing homes. And so back in March, I was calling right. the major newspapers and, so I'm watching the slow motion death, but I imagine you were doing the same thing. And how do you think yes. doctors and health workers, I mean, so many of them are clueless. They're not, it's almost like they don't deserve the title of doctor. They're just, they're, practi they're people who just do, they're practicing medicine. I guess that's why it's called practicing medicine. They're just administering what they know versus being a doctor of understanding and research and understanding the big picture and applying knowledge. But so what do you think is the, I mean, I just know what I've been through watching this nightmare. What have you gone through and others like you? Well, there's a lot of different aspects to it. Uh, fortunately, I have my wife, Ginger, as my co-author and like, constant uh, companion and we talk about this stuff every night i think the hardest part for us was the depth of the evil especially as we started to get deeper into the book because neither of us conspiracy type thinking people uh, ginger has flashes of insight into that long before i do um we uh we we just couldn't believe what was unfolding i I had a lot of experience looking at the corruption in the pharmaceutical industry because 
um, I was the uh, the single scientific expert appointed by a court and by a federal judge for all the combined Prozac suits back in the 1990s against Eli Lilly. And uh, we had over 150 suits. And literally, I'm the person doing what's called discovery. And um, what I discovered, actually, I had very little idea about as a doctor. I, <clears throat> I thought that there was something to the clinical trials that the drug companies do. And there is. It's shenanigans. That's what there is. And and I, I just saw corruption everywhere I looked. And then uh, it became obvious that I was the cutting edge, the first real medical person to criticize the drug companies head on, go to court. And all of a sudden, I'm canceled. And I experienced that in the 1990s. So I kind of went through a uh, well, I won't even call it a mini experience. It was a full-scale experience of what doctors are going through now. But see, I was younger, and I knew I was going to be independent. I have to be independent. So I went to private practice, and I, 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 got, I, got, I was at NIMH. I got invited to stay as a young person. I thought, no, I see the drug companies are starting to infiltrate all of NIH. <laughs> I, I left as Fauci was coming in. And, and becoming a part of that drug company car cartel. So I had a lot of experience with it. And Ginger, who joined me in 1985, had a, a lot, 84, had a lot of experience too. But what we want, weren't prepared to do was look at the depth of the evil, because we came ultimately to two conclusions. And this is based on heavy scientific research. The book has over a thousand uh, sites in it. And um, can I say a moment about the book, just so people know where to get it and where what the stage is? Well, okay. yeah, you can right. do it right now. We'll say it again at the end, and I'll have a little thing yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Because I want people to know that all the science, everything I'll be talking about is available. <clears throat> I decided when I realized the book wouldn't be out till July that um, because it's a big book and it's just got, it tries to cover everything there is about COVID-19 and it tries to be written in an easy way. That's not easy to do, you probably know. So we decided that if people bought the book in advance, they would immediately get a copy of the manuscript at the time. And now if you buy the book, you're basically getting the manuscript that is almost gonna be exactly the book because the book gets sent off for basic publishing process and, and, and Probably the, today. This is the day the, the copy editing is done. Uh, but it, you know, it's going to go off. So if they people go to our dedicated website for this, which is we are the prey, we are the prey. If you go to that website, you can buy the book in advance if you're in the United States, because the book's not out yet. It's not on Amazon or any place else, and you'll immediately get the webs. You'll immediately get the uh, latest copy of the uh, whole book with all the citations as a PDF. And if you're in Europe or Canada, you can't yet purchase the book, but there's a special place and you will just you'll just get the manuscript free. So we're trying to get the word out. Well, the two things that that we just had trouble coming to grips with was COVID-19 was planned. Mm -hmm. I did not. I did not want to go there. I mean, it still makes me sick. I would I would sit at the table with Ginger. We both did at different stages and said, I don't know what to do with this. This is too much. And then finally to realize that making a vaccine that was going to kill older people especially, 
and 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 uh, and vulnerable people was planned. And that was the final conclusion. We we just, I mean, I came to that two weeks ago and looked at Ginger and said, "There's no question. Uh, look, this is how it was planned. This is what went on." And I'll give you a brief summary of that. And she said, "Oh, I, I thought you knew already, dear. <laughs> I thought you yeah, knew already." It's, well, you know. It's so hard because my husband's been helpful for me too. And, and it's so hard because some of these truths are so evil that so you sit in silence next to each other and you might make a comment, you know, and, and maybe that's where your, your wife was at. And, and it, it, you almost don't want to, you're writing a book, so you have to put it all in there. And I'm a journalist, so I have to talk about it. But with my husband, you know, it's kind of silence a lot because I'm, it's so difficult. And, yeah. um, and I think that's, you know, coming to the conclusion, it's hard as a journalist, like I am, and I'm, I'm shunned everywhere now too, right? I've been canceled everywhere. Um, it, it's hard seeing the truth and, and then watching so many people not believe you and the deer in the headlights and watching the slow moving train wreck of people being hurt because they they believe this this apparatus that's lying to them and it, because the conspiracy theory is or this conspiracy which is true is so big and hard to believe it is like what the nazi propaganda artist said you tell a lie that is so big and you say it so many times that, that the people have to be believe it because they can't imagine that you would do something yeah. this bad. And I think that's where things are at. Yeah. Let me give a little documentation of how bad. Uh, it, all right. We look at the vaccines, all four vaccines that are, are prominent. The one, one's called the mRNA. They want to call the other a viral vector, but it's a, it's a DNA. And each one puts in a code, a piece of code into the injection you get. And um, Moderna has compared, the, who, who manuf was the first one that was really uh, funded 10 years ago, 10 years ago, very recently to make this thing. Um, they talk about, it's just like putting code in a computer. We have now hacked human life. So they hacked human life and how they hacked it. So they put in uh, the code that the SARS-CoV-2 uses to make the spike protein to enter the cells. So think about this. They took a harmless coronavirus. By the way, there's never been a SARS-CoV in, in nature. No one's found one. They're lying. There's none in nature. So they take a harmless SARS-CoV and they put a spike on it with alien components. And it's a protein called the S protein. And this protein enables the, the uh, virus to enter the human cell. And they did that first with human epithelium from the bronchi, then with the mammals and now with humans. The problem is that the spike protein is a big part of the toxicity of SARS-CoV-2. So one of the first things that, that blew me away scientifically, and all this is in the book, we have a chronology at the end, a huge chronology. There's nothing else like that. It's a great book to get and the it, overwhelming truth, but keep going. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's in the chronology. So we go back and we look, and increasingly over scientific papers, it becomes, two things become clear. All right, the entry wedge into the cell is more than just a, hey, hello, let me in. The entry protein spike is toxic. It attaches throughout the body, and they lied about that. They said when they put the vaccine in the arm, it was going to stay in the arm. They're nanoparticles. The coatings of these things are nanoparticles. They're not going to stay in the arm. But that's not the po point of it, right? I mean, a point of a vaccine isn't to stay in the arm anyway, I mean, right? I don't understand. But, well, well, yeah, they were just trying to lie about its being limited and where it would go. And it's we now know is. from their own hidden research yeah. that it goes everywhere in the body. And unfortunately, it has a predilection for the ovaries. That's why so many women are having problems with uh, bleeding and clotting. So that's a part of the awful science that was becoming apparent. And so this toxic probe, this splinter, think of it as a piece of a um, um, Peter uh, McCullough, the wonderful scientist, you know, he describes it as a piece of, of, of shard of, of broken glass that enters into the, into the cell or tries to enter into the cell. And it, so it's causing bleeding throughout the body and hemorrhages, and, and sometimes they get large. I just want to say he was the doctor that I posted from this Texas Senate hearing. He was one of the ones that. That's right, and and a federal hearing. He, he did the, yeah, he did a Senate hearing with Senator Johnson too. I mean, he's a good man. Six hundred, paper published papers. You know, I've got I've got seventy peer reviewed papers. I'm so proud of that. He's got six hundred. <laughs> well, he wrote the intro to your book. He's one of the three people who wrote intros. Yeah, uh, Zev Zelenko, who was the first doctor to, in, to to discover how you treat this at a huge personal cost, promoted it to the world. That is very simple, inexpensive treatments with hydroxychloroquine, and, and uh, now we've got other drugs as well and drug combinations. So that's number one. The question is, all right, they're... they're they're, they're putting something into the cell that's harming it. Did they know this? Did they have any idea how bad their vaccine was going to be? Yes. In 2006, it was, well, yeah, 2006, it was already known from animal research that if you give a vaccine for SARS-CoV, because we already had SARS-CoV from 2003, they were working with it in the labs, 2006, they're trying to make a vaccine for it. And they find out if you vaccinate animals and then expose them to SARS-CoV, they get these cytokine, sto cytokine storms. They get these tremendous overreactions and the more vulnerable animals are very sick or die. And they look like they have extreme SARS-CoV. So now we have already over 5,000 deaths reported to the official reporting system of the CDC. That's more than all the reports there ever were for death in the United States in the last decade or two. Uh, so it's like overwhelming number of deaths coming through. They're ignoring. Yeah. They, they knew it. They know, they know these. They knew it. And you have one study after another 
saying, don't give it to humans. We're, we're getting such terrible reactions if people get exposed to it, or maybe just a fragment, maybe they would have gotten a cold and instead they're getting, they're, they're dying, older people especially. And so then even in 2020, there's a scientific article the research paid for by NIH and by a big Chinese investor. This, this thing is all together with China. Uh, by Ma himself, his fund is, is supporting it. That's the communists. And our NIH is supporting this research. And what is it saying? In the middle of Operation Warp Speed, it's saying, this is, we shouldn't be doing this because we're still getting these results with animals, for God's sakes. And a lot of people who are ignorant, a little bit ignorant, but very smart, are saying, well, you know, they didn't even get to do animal research on this. Well, actually, they've been doing animal research on this, not the independent people have been doing animal research on this, even though with federal funding. And they knew up to the time they're doing this operation thing, they knew that animals were dying. Well, let me so, ask you. That's We've had a, a lot of people die in adverse reactions, and I've been publishing that, and we've been following it. The bigger concern is what happens long term to people with this vaccine, because you know, is this just a money grab, or is this a long term death? I mean, I, what are they well, doing? Because it's very scary and very uh, very weird. Very weird yeah. how they're cramming it down everybody's throats, including the young children now. I just saw a report that in September they believe that children as young as six now will be able to take it. And it's, it's like it's already killing more kids than yeah. who died from COVID. Hey, so, well, I'm I'm actually the expert in a in a, one of the experts I'm sure um, uh, in a lawsuit against HHS, Health and Human Services, that's the overview government agency, to stop its being given to children because children don't need it. There are Clearly. virtually zero, zero deaths from COVID in children, but there are deaths from the vaccine in children. So what kind of insanity to give it to children? And this jumping into giving to children, to pregnant mothers and nursing mothers is insanity. But there's a reason behind it's murder. it. It's murder. It's mass murder. Yes. Yes, it is, Sarah. It is a terrible thing. And it has not been fun for us at all, for you, I can tell from just looking at you that it's not been fun for you either. So there is, the madness is completely understandable, unfortunately. As early as 2010, Bill Gates began gathering people together for the decade of the vaccine. Now, Bill Gates is not a scientist. He's not a doctor. He's not a lover of people. He's a weirdo. He's a eugenicist. He's not a great He's a proven eugenicist. He's, eug mm -hmm. he's a proven eugenicist. His father was a eugenicist. Mm -hmm. He's a proven eugenicist. So, and you know, we get these smirky pictures of him where it, where he says, "Well, of course, if we didn't have people, we wouldn't need to. We wouldn't have such a big carbon footprint." And or laughs, says laughter about it. And he's he's weird about it. Well, he is planning on a billion dollar, and I love this word, killing, because there's two kinds of killings is going on. There's a financial killing. 
Well, there's really three kinds. There's eugenical killing, but the biggest thing of all is the totalitarianism. This is an organized totalitarian effort. And I, I want to get into that a little bit more. And that's what really explains it. This is this is the same as the communist China trying to take over the world. They're very closely involved with all these people. It's like what uh, <clears throat> Mao wanted to do and he couldn't quite make it. It's what Hitler wanted to do and he couldn't quite make it. You know, it's what uh, Caesar wanted to do. It's what everybody always wants to do, and they discover they have unlimited power, seemingly unlimited power. The only person in the whole history of the world who, when he had unlimited power, gave it to a democracy instead was George Washington, the only person in the whole history of the world in general whose army was begging him to be king and want I mean, the only me person the Yeah, yeah, he says no. This is what you guys did. We've been fought. I've been doing this for years and years and years. And he takes his glasses off and he looks at his officers and he's like crying and saying, no, I'm not your king. I get chills too. And people need to appreciate what this country meant. This is that epitomizes to me that that episode in a church epitomizes that, that to me. Um, so. Early on, there's a plan going on, 10 years. And just a couple of days ago, as we're finishing the book, my wife looks at me and said, my God, he just made it. He said, we're going to have the decade of the vaccine in 2.10. And in 2.20, he got it. Mm -hmm. He got everything he was going for. But he had to take down Trump to really do it. They had to really hammer Trump. Because the big thing that they're doing is is uh, what is euphemistically uh, you know called the Great Reset, and if you you look at Klaus Schwab who um, authored the Great Reset, <clears throat> in 2010 Gates is at his conference and then at his office, and he says we are going to do in effect Operation. Um, Warp speed. I, I gesture over here at my big cheat sheet because there's so much information. This yeah, you've been doing so much work research. This is great. I'm just so I, I appreciate this back end well, information. Keep going. So so here he is. He's talking. He doesn't say warp speed. In 2017, at the conference, talking to private privately to his favorite uh, people, his favorite new uh, journalists from the New England Journal of Medicine, places who are just cooperating like crazy, these medical people, because <clears throat> they're all connected to China. They all want a foot in China. They all want to be universal. They all want money. And Gates is saying, I've already started to work with the drug companies, and he names them. And he, uh, in what, between the two lectures, he, named, he names them. And... Um, and he says, we are setting up platforms to get these things through in a matter of months instead of years. We're working on it. We're investing billions. I've set up a new foundation called CEPI, C-E-P-I. We are going to just be able to do all this stuff with these vaccines. And I'm looking at this and saying, this is a plan. Businessmen don't get, you're in business. You're a businesswoman, business person. You know this. People don't get together and set up huge foundations, huge new uh, manufacturing platforms to rush things through if they don't know something's coming. That's exactly it would be crazy. Right. 
it's and and people are like, well, it's a conspiracy theory. Well, but that's how everything is. No, I mean, it's a people plan. Plan, People plan things. Marketing is planned. All this stuff is planned. That's how the world works, people. It's just like, yeah, yeah. You don't market shoes unless you know you're going to have millions of people buying them. Mm-hmm. You don't market something unless you know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And at first I was thinking, well, there have been so many leaks. People don't even know this. There have been so many leaks for, of SARS-CoV from China, mostly in the early years, 2003, 4, 5, after the first or smaller epidemic, that, that, they, that maybe they were betting that China would, would have a leak. I, no, you don't bet your, your corporation, uh, Moderna, who was making these plans, Pfizer was making these plans back in 2010. Oh, and, and Gates is saying RNA and DNA vaccines. Well, the PrEP Act, and I'm not sure if the PrEP Act is in the book. I would assume maybe you've talked about it, but the PrEP Act, the government decided, and you probably have this in the book, that the government would unlimitedly fund a vaccine if there's a pandemic. And they did this in 2016. Well, and then it's actually interesting. It's January 2017 when Gates talks about the platforms that the FDA officially updates. That was after they approved it. Talking about yeah, and that's yes, that's the that that's when they did the EUA. The EUA goes all the way back to um, Twin Towers, but the the moving it into this direction where the FDA comes out. So in 2017, folks, and if this isn't planning, tell me what it is. You know, Bill Gates talking at, with Fauci at, uh, at Klaus Schwab's place. Um, he's already put uh, Fauci on his board, his vaccine board, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates has, with just five other people, five total people, one of them's uh, the head of uh, WHO, not not the chief head of WHO, World Health Organization. So he's got these people together in 2010. Now in 2015, we get the first proof we can make we can make this virus and spread it, and big proof and and uh, a big paper with written by China and the U.S. China and the U.S. with Fauci. Fauci's on his board, vaccine board. And then it starts 2017, and he gets finally the FDA says, we are going to do what is Operation um, Warp Speed. You know, you're calling it PrEP. It's the EUA called. It's Operation Warp Speed without the name. Yeah, well, the PrEP Act was the act that passed through Congress to do the unlimited funding. But that's what probably gave Gates the red or the green light that, oh, this will go through now. That's the, that's the total. You're absolutely 100% right. And that same year, and people don't know this, they know Johns Hopkins been doing funny things, and they know Johns Hopkins, just before the virus comes out, does a big uh, uh, showcase um, uh, program with China about how they're going to treat the COVID virus when it becomes a pandemic a few months beforehand. And everybody kind of knows about, about that program. But back in 2017, that same basic planning year, Johns Hopkins issues a very little known book reviewed by tons of universities 
about how they're gonna they're they're gonna have to use a vaccine for a coronavirus. They're calling it uh, Corvax. Corvax. They've got it named already for a pandemic, 2017. So this is building up over the years. It's so clear that they were gonna release this damn thing. And then you mentioned eugenics. And you wonder why would China release it in their own country? This is something, I don't know anybody else who's really confronted this, except uh, Ginger and I in our manuscript, people can get it now. Um, China has a huge economic problem with too many old people. I mean, I hate to say it, it's just so awful. They have a huge problem with too many old people because in their communist planning, know-it-all planning, which is what Bill Gates loves, what Fauci loves, this know-it-all will plan, they limited the number of people you could have for children. One child only per family, then when it got so bad, they let them have two children. No, well, there's nobody three. What the open? Now they can't, oh, did they, I didn't even they know. Had, they, yeah, they can have three, right. just recently. Okay, thank you for that, good journalist, thank you. They, so then they, they can't, they're desperate. That's why they're increasing the number of children. They can't support the old people. And I know, I know a number of Chinese people, there's a lot of them here in Ithaca uh, at Cornell University. Um, I have a lot to do with Cornell. They're trying very hard to keep me from having a word said. <laughs> That's what I have to do with Cornell. Well, they, uh, but so, there has to be a lot of university people that are just beside themselves. They don't, they're, they have a lot of fear because any smart. They have fear, but no understanding. Do you know how many yeah, conservative so, people there are at Cornell? I think there are nine out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of professors. Even, I think there are nine. But you don't even have to be conservative. You just have to be able to think. I mean, I this is traditional liberal values too. This is. You don't kill people. You try to that's do no harm. That that's that's not a normal human being. That is, you know, they say there's a difference between a leftist and a liberal. A liberal classical liberalism is about free speech. You care about people. The leftists they don't care about an average human being. They, they it's a collectivist attitude I, yeah. and, and they care about I don't know what they care about they don't have care they don't care about people I think Sarah we got to go further now I mean that that's what I've been saying and saying and saying but when when Cornell University tells the professors they have to celebrate Black Lives Matter you don't get any more violent and hateful than Black Lives Matter of course Black well, now let me ask you, when you were diving into this, because I did a little documentary on the Great Reset and how they use COVID as, as you know, if you go to the economic forum, Good COVID for you. is... It's a joy. It's celebrated. We can make money. We can do more top-down government. That's Let me get one sentence in, just so everybody knows what's going on. Every single top tech company is pumping money into China. They love China more than the U.S. Of all the billionaires I looked at, one, Larry Elson, has said a patriotic word about America. One. And they all, including Ellison, have money in China. All the McDonald's and all the footwear companies, that, that's, that's why LeBron James is... is uh, 
you know, is he's trying to shut down criticism of China. They all got they. This is investments between billionaires and communist China. You you can be a patriot, or you can be somebody who cares about the health and welfare of your own family, which is the United States or your own community, and have investments in China. Being a, a capitalist and growing your company and reaching out to different markets is not a bad thing. It's when you decide that their way of life is better than our way of life. Their, their needs are better than our needs. That's when you're crossing a line and you're no longer uh, normal. I mean, this is, this, is, this is crossing line. But when you were doing all your research, one thing that I found is an enzyme that they're using called luciferous. Luciferous? <laughs> I mean, they name it. Right. That, you know, what is going on there? I want you to tell, because I believe there's a, not everybody, a lot of people are just clueless, but of the people who are at the very top, they're not only eugenicists, but they're also have their own cult religion following Lucifer. <laughs>